What's up? Episode 4 of the Catchweight Podcast. We're back. This week we're going to talk about UFC 209. 208, excuse me. UFC 208, the best fight card of the year. Not to say that because it's the only fight card. I'm going to pass it over to Brandon. Brandon, what's up? What's up, man? We have a special guest today. Got uh, Mr. Chris Musgrove. He's my cousin. And uh, he's a big fight fan. Chris, hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? So yeah, let's just let's just jump right into it. Uh, UFC 208 was last Saturday. Holly Holm versus Duran Durandamy, and it was it was awful. Uh, all the fights were bad. The the refing was bad, and the judging was bad. Um, ju- uh, Brandon, how how you how'd you enjoy the event? Where'd you watch it at? Uh, I watched it in my living room. Chris came over. We had a few Budweisers. Uh, didn't make the fights any better. I thought it was one of the worst cards I've seen in a while. Really, maybe not. Maybe you can't blame the talent as much as you can blame just the bad roughing and the bad judging. We're just like that took away from what could could have been a great card. Maybe you know what I mean. What was it? The second second UFC in uh, New, New York? York. Yep. Third, I believe. They they did have a small like fight card with uh, Derek Brunson early last year or late last year. So yeah. I mean, you can only look up. I mean, that's going to be, New York's going to be the next big place. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, like maybe like that's to blame. The, the judges from New York might might be the, the blame to the table judging. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was it was awful. I watched. Uh, I, w- I wasn't gonna watch uh, two hundred eight, but but somebody somebody hit me up asking if I wanted to watch it somewhere. So I found myself at Hooters uh, Saturday Ooh. night. Had a few Ooh. Moscow meals, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and yeah, the fights were still awful. Uh, really, really, t- only two decent fights, and and they weren't even that hard, that great. Poirier versus uh, Jim Miller was was all right. It was a it was an exciting fight. And then uh, Jacare doing what everybody thought he was going to do against uh, Tim Boach, yeah, which was a short fight. But other than the that, the only finish uh, of the whole card. Yeah, the only finish, and it was what about a minute and a half, maybe. But other yeah. than that, it was just terrible. I mean, even you know, I mean, Anderson Silva was getting old, so I'm sure people weren't expecting fireworks. But even that fight just was not fun. The the Holly Home fight was not fun, and yeah. along along with that, the the ref in the main event was awful. I mean, how many how many times do you have to get hit after the bell before they realize like you need to take a point, you need to get punished for that behavior? And and there's definitely cases to be made for the main event and co-main event being scored the wrong way. You know, Absolutely. I'm I'm I don't I don't know how I feel about either one, but but it, I know it, it, it does yeah, what, it, it does bring up some questions for? about about how how fights should be scored really. Do what? I'm sorry. Yeah, it what? just it just brings up some questions about how fights should be scored because they were just so. So oh yeah, yeah. Well, too, I think the new rules kind of brought up some questions too. Um, they're trying to make a ten eight more common, and it's like, I mean, it was broke, so it needed to be fixed. But there's really no more guidelines to go by than what there was before, and I think that's the problem. There's no clear cut way to judge a fight. It's all it's purely based on decision. I mean, uh, on opinion, and, and I think that's you know what I mean. Like that's hard to do since everyone has a different, everyone has a different opinion on you know on, on what's going on and who's winning and who's not. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I was uh, I was listening to Luke Thomas talk about it, 
and he kind of he kind of compared it to the NFL where where the rules are just so specific and so exact. You know, for for every for every play in question, there's five camera angles and. Yeah. There's just you know at the end of the day there's almost no question what happened uh, after a ref re- reviews it, but with but with MMA in particular even more so than boxing it's just there's so much left up to interpretation, and and so and, and this is a this fight card's a great great example of that the Silva fight many people have scored it either way the Holly Holm fight many people have scored it either way, and there's and there's really cases to be made for each you know we all have our opinions, but I, I guess let's get into the coming event what you thought of it and uh, who you think won. Um. I uh, I was not gonna buy this card, but I I ended up buying it for one reason, and that was for the Anderson Silva fight. And it kind of I don't know why I was expecting so much out of Silva. My hopes were too high, and it and it let me down. Silva's getting old. Silva's not the same Silva that he once was. He's slower. You know, he's not as elusive. Um, I think he took way too many unnecessary punches that he could have blocked or parried or. Or whatever, he just didn't get out of the way. He just literally let Brunson punch him in the face, and I thought that was—I didn't understand that. I thought Brunson just looked too big, too fast, too young, and uh, I think the wrong guy got the decision. I think Brunson won the fight. Um, I didn't have no question after the fight was over. I was pretty confident that Brunson won, and I was shocked when he didn't. What do you think, Chris? Ah. Uh, I feel the same way. I think, not to backtrack, but I think there needs to be a scoring system put into place because this is just my opinion, but I think the taunting and stuff goes a long way. And mainly based on the person, but Silva, when watching that fight, he felt very confident. Very, very confident. And I feel like that swayed the judges a little bit. But and my own decision, I I felt like Brunson had more, I don't know if you would call them damaging, but he definitely had, he had my vote in that fight. I don't feel like Silva did enough. Silva, in his prime, was known for the clinch. Nobody wanted to go to the clinch. Silva grabbed the clinch, not only the clinch, but the tie clinch, and was getting hit with uppercuts. Something I've never seen before, and something that sh- never should happen. But just the way that his body position was, and he played it off like he didn't get tagged, even though some of those punches might have might have hurt him. Yeah, I don't... I think that was just his maturity in the octagon showing off in that fight. And... My opinion, he played the judges. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. Same way, Jeremy. I, def- I definitely agree with Chris. Um, judges just kind of. Derek Brunson even said it that he he thought the judges were just kind of in awe of Silva. Silva's just such a like a legendary figure that he's he's going to get some leeway. Derek Brunson isn't isn't known as being incredible, and he's he's still kind of a, a prospect somewhat. So really, I mean, yeah. even even in the Hooters, I was watching it at. Uh, I think Silva did like a spinning back kick. It missed. It wasn't anything impressive, but everybody freaked out when it happened. It's just Silva has this aura around him, and so I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people in the in the Hooters that night even even thought he won. But looking at the fight before the decision was announced, I definitely thought Brunson was going to get it solid, uh, two rounds to one. Yeah. And Silva just didn't do. I mean, it, it wasn't a pretty fight from either one. Make no mistake, it was not an impressive performance from Brunson either. 
but it was it was enough to win, I think. So we just didn't do a lot. I think the only person. Go ahead, Brandon. Like I think the only person that can beat Brunson is Brunson. I mean, when he's on, he looks like he's a killer. He's that unstoppable. Guy, that guy's got the size, speed, and everything. His favorite. Yeah, he's very talented. He almost. I mean, but, he had a he had a competitive fight with like, well. It's all psychological. Like if you watch the Whitaker fight, it's like he was just chasing. Like you don't do that to Whitaker. Like I feel like if he would just have fought his own fight, I think he might have. That he, he might have won that fight. And he, maybe he's all psychological. Maybe he was just too cautious this fight because of the Whitaker fight. But either either yeah. way, it was it was definitely a closer fight than the Holly Holm fight, I believe. And and he he really should have got the the decision, if only just so Anderson knew that you know it's time it's time for for, for him to hang it up. But. Where do you think Silva goes from here? Uh, I mean, is he on the verge of a title shot? Is that too crazy to say? I mean, I don't. I think he should retire, but it doesn't look like he's he's heading in that direction. Where do you think he goes from here? You know, that's a. I mean, he definitely doesn't want to retire. It seems like. I mean, he kind of uh, mentioned in the in the interview after the fight that you know he did feel older and he he recognizes that you know his time's kind of running out. So, so I mean, I'm glad that he's recognizing that. It sounds like he definitely wants to fight. Uh, who knows? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the UFC gave him a title shot. He does not deserve it. And, I mean, you know, anything could happen, especially against Michael Bissing. But but if he continues to fight, hopefully hopefully it's, you know, easier opponents similar to Derek Brunson in the bottom of the top ten. Maybe somebody like Tim Boach, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, it's his... I mean, he's riding on his name, which nothing nothing wrong with that. But I honestly think that Bisbing versus Silva 2 brings a big, I think that's a big thing that they can promote. I think that might be the next shot. Okay, well, the problem is, is Anderson Silva is such a superstar, and he only has so many of these fights left. Not many. Um, I'd say three. I feel like you don't want to waste one of your last chances having this guy fight on on people on the level of uh, Derek Brunson. He's a great up and coming prospect, but I think you put I think you put Silva against like the legends. I don't think you know because he gains nothing from this win against Brunson. I think and no one like I feel like no one like really cared about it. I think you need to put him against like a like a legend on like the same kind of caliber as he is. But I feel like you don't want to waste many of these opportunities that you have because you don't have many left. And, like, make the most of it, you know? I agree with that, but also I just don't... He just doesn't deserve that title shot. And, no, he doesn't. And there, there's there's so many other people that deserve it more. So hopefully, hopefully that doesn't happen. But I, th- I think the best of both worlds is him fighting, you know, a, a main event uh, again, on, like, a Fox or something again, against a legend or something. That would be... Yeah. Absolutely, like Vitor Belfort. That like Absolutely. that would be a good. Even Tim Boach would be fun, but uh, yeah, he just don't need to have any of those top fights against like an up and comer like that, because he because he has nothing to gain. And Brunson had everything to lose and and everything to gain too. I just think he like he goes nowhere, you know, from that win or loss. So I think it was a dumb matchup to make. All right, so let's uh, let's jump into the main event: Holly Holm versus uh, Jermaine Duran and me. Uh, what what do you think of it, Brandon? Who who do you think won, and, and what do you think about it's the overall five rounds of fighting? Uh, I don't think it was a bad fight. I think it was very tainted by the shots after the after the bell. 
But I don't think the the fight itself was a terrible fight. I mean, it was entertaining. Um, I think Holm won the last three rounds. I feel like uh, feel like she was she had more volume. You know, she was more diverse. I feel, and I gave it, uh, clearly the last three rounds to Holm. Yeah, I think I'm in the same camp of giving her the last three rounds. Uh, and I don't, I don't know. I'm, it might be biased because I was I was pretty upset at the at the shots after the bell, but after Holly Holm started wrestling her and and just I and just her having just better cardio uh, she yeah. de- she definitely won the last two rounds I believe uh and but the, all the rounds were close 1 through 5 were close I definitely think yeah. rounds 1 and 2 went to Jermaine Durand and me but there's oh. definitely a case that Holly won them and vice versa for the last rounds there's definitely a case you know it's Holly Holm she was a, she was a world beater I guess or people thought so when she beat Ronda but the the same problem she had against Shevchenko just kind of she just run in with her combo and then just get clipped at the end, uh, just just yeah. happened happened again, and that's what it was. Holly Holm would, would be doing her, you know, left right kick kind of combination and to get clipped by right right hook every time, and and she she tried to she tried to get the wrestling going on early, couldn't couldn't do it, give a takedown to save her life, but eventually was able to kind of kind of wrestle along the fence, and and that definitely yeah. saved her in the fight from being shut out like like she was against Valentin Shevchenko. Yeah. The question is, is when do you take a point? I, in my opinion, the first shot after the bell was so important, and it, it very easily could have changed the fight. I think that the first one should have definitely been a point, and then the second one should have definitely been a point too. Like I think there should have been no warning. It was a clear after the bell shot. You know, like no matter what, like no matter no matter whether it's on purpose or accident or whatever, like. It shouldn't matter. That shot was so important. I think a point should have been taken immediately, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Uh, judges, I mean, refs, they're, they're scared to take away points, and I get it. It's a big deal. It can change the, the shape of a fight, but you have to. I don't I don't think Jermaine Randomly meant to punch her after the bell. I mean, you know, who knows? We can we can speculate all day, but that does, it doesn't matter if she did or didn't mean to. Did she, did she break a rule? It, it still happened. Holly Holm still got punched right in the face, the best punch of the whole fight. And, you know, what if yeah. what, if, what if in round four, Holly just gets, you know, blown out immediately? People would be saying, oh, you need to take a point. But it, it, it doesn't matter what happens after. You know, Holly Holm could have came out and, and done really well. Either way, she got punched after the bell. It was a significant shot. There, there has to be repercussions from that. Or or everybody's going to do it. You know, there's, there's no repercussions. If you put your hand in the cookie jar and nobody slaps it away, you're gonna keep putting your hand in the cookie jar, and that's just that's normal. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. I, she, Jermaine, did it again in round four. Kind of hit her with two. Not yeah. not as significant, but it happened. And you know, I was I was pretty upset about that. Uh, Holly is is petitioning it. It looks like to the to the athletic commission. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Probably won't go anywhere, but I you think have to do something. Close. It was too close to like change the decision. But it's like in the NFL, like if someone jumps off sides. No matter if it was on purpose or accident, they broke a rule and they get penalized for it. I think no matter what, like the the eye pokes is such a is such a problem. I think to reduce those, I think no matter whether you meant to or it was only your first time, if you poke someone in the eye, I think that should be a point taken. I like it. They have to get more strict with these rules, and these guys just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. It's, it's like you said, like it's, it's never going to stop until they make it stop. And I think they're heading in that direction, but clearly they're not quite there yet. 
Chris, what do you think? I during that fight, I watched the first the first punch. You guys said there should have been a point taken during the first punch that was late. I believe that the first punch should have been a warning, mainly because it's you brought up the fact of NFL and fighting. Uh, I think there should have been a warning on the first punch and a one-point deduction on the second punch, which would have brought the fight out to be a tie. Yeah. Right? Right. Which would have led to a second fight. Maybe not a very... I don't know what word to use. Uh, but they wouldn't be able to sell the fight as good as they could because the first fight, in my opinion, was not very exciting. Holly Holm came in with Four punch combos landing maybe one punch. Yeah. Maybe. I don't think my if I had the choice, I wouldn't buy the fight again. I would not buy the second fight of that. No. Because neither one of those girls were throwing anything like they were talked up to be throwing. Holly Holmes is a how many time world champion kickboxer? Nineteen. Eighteen or nineteen? And she was not, she didn't land no punches. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I can't say this girl's name, Durandamine. Yeah, Durandamine. Durandamine is a Muay Thai fighter. Yeah. And All she had was her right hook. And she didn't look for the Thai clinch. She didn't look to go in there. Yeah. And Holly Holmes' wrestling is nowhere where it needs to be. Not to bring up Ronda Rousey, but. When her and Rousey fought, Rousey took her down and she got up, that kind of set the level for her wrestling. And she didn't meet that level in this fight. She didn't. Yeah. She just showed that she trained to get back up from that position that Rousey was putting her in. And I don't... To be honest, I don't look for nothing to come out of this weight class. As of right now. Besides Cyborg. Cyborg, but what do you got to face a Cyborg? Nothing. It's going to be where uh, Dominic Cruz was before right now. Yeah. There's no competition in that weight class. There's nobody right there right now that's ready to challenge for the belt that can beat Cyborg. Right. And I just don't find it exciting. I don't see it being the only thing that will make that a live event or a uh, pay-per-view event is Cyborg's name. Oh, yeah. There's going to be Cyborg fans that's going to make that event, and I, I just don't see it. Yeah. Yeah, really, either of these women gets gets beat to hell by Cyborg, and what's going to happen to that division after that? There's three fighters in the division. Two of them are not featherweights. I mean, Holly Holm and Durandamy both came out like 143, you know, a pound, over a pound and a half below the yeah. weight limit. I mean, it's, it, was, it was silly to make this division. If they wanted another women's division, they should do 125, where there's actual fighters that... Yep. It, was, it was just a clear kind of kind of cop out just for a pay per view, just to get some buys. And we know they're not going to get any buys. We know what I, I we all know it's not going to be a, a successful pay per view. No. And and yeah, it was it wasn't it was kind of it was all right on paper the the fight card, and it was really bad in reality. And it was just uh, it was a stinker uh, for the first you know first uh, pay per view of the year. Yeah. Not so. the. Not to reiterate on the uh, scoring, but
but Jeremy, how would you? It's called MMA for a reason. It's mixed martial arts. But how would you go about bringing in a scoring system when, when wrestling? Once you get to the college level, you have a point system of a takedown, riding time, and everything else. Mind you, I'm not a wrestler. Not a wrestler. And then you get into professional boxing where they count punches, significant punches, and knockdowns. And then you go to Muay Thai that counts different points for different kicks. How do you, I think that's the biggest problem they have right now in the scoring system, is how do you bring all that together and get a scoring system? I'm, I'm I really... It's just about impossible. Well, because they can't, like, if if they say, like, jabs are worth one point, or, but, like, you can't put a price on that because maybe my jab uh, was more important than your jab. Maybe your jab, maybe I, maybe I wobbled you and you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's hard to put a price on but it. But then that brings us back to right where we are, which is opinion. Yeah. Do you, you have, at some point, they got to set in a scoring system. And my my beliefs on it is, is you take the stand-up fight and you base it off boxing. And as much as I hate to say it, I think significant strike, per, significant strike percentage, tongue-tongue. Tongue, yeah, tongue, is you take the significant strikes because you take a fighter like uh, Nate Diaz throws a crazy amount of punches, but how many right. hard punches does he throw in that fight? Yeah, very, very little. Not a whole lot. Yeah. I think you take significant strikes, and I don't see any way to go from it from the feet. And I honestly think they should implement a ride time point percentage for the ground. Yeah, because I mean, if they're not doing anything, the refs stand them up or should stand them up. And if they don't, then they have to be doing work, which would be implemented as a ride time point. Yeah, based off of whatever you want to base off of. I don't know where they go from here. I don't know how they put a scoring system in, but. There's a lot more higher up people that's smarter than we are that know the ins and outs of fighting that need to come up with a scoring system because the controversial decisions are not good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what they need to do, but they definitely need to do something. I think there's two main problems. The the rules are, are fairly vague, so the rules leave a lot to interpretation. And even 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 though the rules aren't that good, it seems like it seems like the judges often don't don't know the rules that well. Because while they are fake, they are pretty detailed, and there's some things like defense not being uh, rewarded that 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 judges don't even take into into, into account. And yeah. it's I mean M- MMA is such a such a broad thing where it's not just you know stand up, it's not just ground or clinch or or grappling or wrestling. So so it's really hard to have. Have a, a set rule system, I guess, like like bot like boxing does, where where it's a little more specific and and a knockdown automatically co- constitutes a ten eight round, especially especially when the rounds are five minutes. But there yeah. there needs to be an effort to to have the rules be less vague 
and and just have and just have competent judges. The judges in New York that night were not competent. The refs were not competent. Not I mean maybe maybe they're good on the amateur level level, but this is the UFC. It's, it can't get bigger than this. You need to have the best of the best doing this. Yeah, best of the best, especially in New York. It's, what about if the UFC would employ their own judges? You know, that, I don't know if they can do that though, because there's there's an athletic commission, and I think it's, it's, it would be kind of sketchy if, if it was all under the UFC. I mean, it, it it would be sketchy, but the NFL employs their judges or their refs, yeah. right? And there's people that say that's sketchy, and I mean, it is when you get the best going against the best, but I. It would still be the. It would be the same calls. I feel. I feel like it would be more accurate, and who knows? Maybe it would turn out better, or it could turn out really crappy, really, really crappy. But I honestly believe the UFC has enough money that they could employ what four or five judges. That did a good job and had an understanding between each other about the way they judged or the way they handled the fight. Yeah. Yeah. When there's, when there's fight cards where one judge scores at three to one for one guy and another judge scores at three to one or three, three rounds to none for one guy and three rounds to none for another. That's, I mean, there, there, there's gotta be something wrong there. When, when two different judges that are employed to, to score the fight, see the fight completely opposite of each other. That, I mean, it's, it's clear that there's something wrong. There's something that needs to be done. So, yep. yeah. What are the other judges seeing that the other judge... Or, what are the two judges seeing that the other judge is not? I mean, re- MMA is relatively new as far as being exposed to everybody. So, and boxing has been around for a while. Which means that one judge might be a boxing fan and the other judges might be just based on watching the fight. Maybe maybe the judges are counting punches or something else, but that there's something it's crazy that you're going off three people's opinions for a fight. I'm I don't see how that goes without a scoring system. I don't see how it's went this far without a scoring system. And that brings me up to the fight of uh, Johnny Hendricks and GSP. GSP. That was arguably the most controversial decision of all time. Yes. Yeah. I think it was clear that, that Hendricks won. I think 95% of the people, besides Jeremy, I think Jeremy won. Uh, yep, y'all are wrong. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. But yeah, it was definitely one side. Maybe more judges, maybe go five instead of three, or or that just be more chaos. I or, think it'd or be that just be worse. That would be more chaos. I think <laughs> at some point they got to sit down and bring in a scoring system. Not saying that they're not doing that right now, because yeah. you know they're they're an up. Not, I don't want to say up and coming because they're here. But they're growing crazy fast. The UFC is, and you're seeing that with the old, old fighters that's coming back and saying that they want to fight. That the the game is evolutionizing. The game is good work. It, 
if not, I made it up. Evolutionizing. It's it's going it's going so far past where they were, and it, the company's growing very fast. Yeah. And to be honest, the old fighters cannot fight with the new fighters. They can't. They can't. There's no possible way they can, because everything about the fight game is going crazy. Well, if they're changing, then they got to also, the judges and shit should change with the times, too. It's, I mean, like, that's the only thing that's not improving is the judges and the reference. If anything, like, it seems to just be getting worse and worse every card, it feels like. Yeah. I mean, I think I think we all make it clear that there's something's got to be done. I mean, what what needs to be done, we're not sure, but, I mean, it's an issue, and it's, it's going to continue to be an issue. And it's it's always been an issue here. Um, that we're kind of running out of time here, so that that concludes the episode. Uh, do you have any any closing thoughts, guys? Uh, no, man. Just UFC, get get your shit together. I'm coming for you. Uh, Chris is actually not beside me right now, but he says uh, goodbye, everybody. All right, guys, it's been a pleasure. If you've listened, thank you so much. Uh, leave a like, leave a comment, leave something. Let us know how bad or good we did. And hopefully we'll see you next listened, week. Listen, and uh, tell us what you think about Chris. I mean, we think he's an idiot, but uh, it's perfect. All right, guys, we'll catch you next time.